Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting. The equal parts fascinating, beautiful, heartbreaking, and mysterious edition. Oh my god. <laughs> Something tells me we're not talking about butts. <laughs> or we really are. I don't know. I think a butt could be all of those things. Oh, yeah. Fascinating, mm-hmm. beautiful, yes. heartbreaking, yes. for sure. Heartbreaking butts. Mm-hmm. Mysterious. Oh, God. Everyone's We've... butt is mysterious. <laughs> yes. I don't even know We've seen a lot of things. We've seen a lot of things in them. Yeah. Out of them. Yeah. It's a, it's a black hole <laughs> of mystery. It is. You don't know what's coming in or going out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> No, it's, it's terribly, terribly true. You're terribly right. Terribly true. Um, uh, but we're not talking about butts today. Oh, no, man. no, not at all. Today is episode 089, New Discovery into Child Sacrifices. Oh, God. <laughs> Chill. Yeah. We're oh, going there. Oh, oh, yeah. We're going there. It was a matter of time. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. I was waiting. I knew this day would come. Mm. And here it is. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, good. We all, everything we have done has prepared me yeah. to reach this point. For child sacrifices. Yes. Yes. For okay, child good. sacrifices. We've, we've talked about, about butts enough so much that we're ready for the next step, it's which time, is naturally child, child sacrifices. sacrifices. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. Time to, it's time to go there. Uh, if this is your first time listening, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. <laughs> I really had no idea what we're going to talk about today. But now that I do, mm. I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> and weirdly excited. Yes. Not because I'm into child sacrifice, mm-hmm. uh, but because I know Jill is. Uh, is- uh- <laughs> I was going to call you a great storyteller, but if you are, I mean, we could talk about that off air, get you some help, you know, everything. Uh, Thank you. No problem. (laughs) I'm here for for the great storyteller part. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, But before we get into the whole child sacrifice thing, we need to take a moment and thank our newest monthly supporter, Scott. Fuck yes, Scott. Scott, this episode is all your fault. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Thank you. For this dark, dark episode. (laughs) Scott with one T. Scott of Scott and Ellen. Who are amazing people who I adore so much. Fucking adorable. And if Scott and Ellen sounds familiar to some members of the flock, these good people sent us snoods a while back. They really was, did. We that we was magical. It was magical. <laughs> we asked listeners to send us snoods mm-hmm. and they did it. Oh my god. What Epic. heroes? What Epic. gems? Yes. Um, and if you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, have a listen to episode 066. Your Thanksgiving turkey was tamed in Mexico 1500 years ago. Yep. And then have a listen to episode 070. The skeletons under Benjamin Franklin's home. And you'll see what the fuck we're talking about with the snoods thing. Yes, you must. You must listen. <laughs> Two incredible, amazing episodes. Also, they're they're not what you think they are. Mm. They're not nudes. <laughs> they are graphic, though. <laughs> they're so graphic. And wow, no lots money. of folds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> A lot of dangly parts. A lot of dangly parts. Mm-hmm. 
You'll never uh, see it. <laughs> so, uh, and if you, any member of the flock, uh, would like to contribute monthly or even just give a little bit, just something once, uh, there's a link in the show notes to our Venmo tip jar and a link to support monthly via Anchor. And we just... Oh, thank you so we, much to everyone. Just, we thank you so much. This keeps us going. Yeah. And yeah, it's, we, we love knowing that y'all are out there. Yeah, it's one of many ways to show love for the show. Yeah. Even rating, subscribing, telling your friends uh, about the snoods and uh, child sacrifices, which uh, yeah. we'll get into. Tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, we should begin. We absolutely Let's should. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Uh, yes, my friends, today we're going to focus on one part of the world and one previous archaeological discovery that continues to reveal the practices of an ancient people thanks to developing technology. Ah, right. using evil for good. <laughs> or evil, I was talking about, I was trying to make a, a cute joke about technology, but it went poorly. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, we get it. Yeah. I totally got it. Excellent. Okay, so before we get into what's new, we got to start from the beginning. Amazing. We need to head on back to Prince's favorite year. 1999. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Such a long time <laughs> ago. Wow. Such a I can't. different time. Such a different time. Wow. Uh, it's 1999, and we're with Johan Reinhard, mm. co-leader of the American-Argentine-Peruvian team of archaeologists. And we're with Johan and a bunch of folks in the blistery month of March, wandering the foothills of Mount Lulelaco. Oh, that's, what a gorgeous word. Yeah, that's say, amazing. Say it with me now. Lulelaco. I feel like I should be singing that. <laughs> now, where in the world is all of this? Don't worry, I got you. Everyone, imagine South America. You got it. Okay, now point to the amazing snake-like country of Chile. Boom. Move your finger north until you nearly hit the top, and there... Sharing a border with Argentina is Mount Lulelaco. Mount Lulelaco. I had to say it one more time. <laughs> yes. I'm going to end up saying it probably too many times, so yes. I apologize. Take a shot it, it, every time. <laughs> it does sound like it should be said twice, like once and then with a whisper right behind yeah. it. Lulelaco. Lulelaco. Hey. <laughs> uh, some fun facts about this mountain. Uh, it is a now dormant volcano. Or is it? <laughs> no. No. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Sidebar, every time Jill says a volcano is dormant, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It explodes and yeah. it ruins people's houses. It's my fault. It, it's, I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> fuck, it fucks shit up and it's a lie. There's no such thing as a dormant volcano. I don't care what scientists say. They keep fucking blowing up. Okay, I'm done. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, it's usually dormant until it's not. Yeah. Uh, this one is considered a dormant volcano. Uh-huh. Uh, and it stands over 22,000 feet in height. It's <sighs> really big. It's I think. Yeah. It's big. Okay, okay. 22,000 so, feet is, she's, she's big. Sometimes you see these numbers and you're like, that sounds big. but And then it'll be like. Yeah, that's like that's really close for a planet or something. <laughs> that's, that is clo- very close for a planet. Yeah. That's bad news if that's happening. Um, so she's 22,000 feet in height and sits among the other mountains making up the Andes. Lulelaco is in the Atacama Desert, the driest nonpolar desert on Earth, 
And that dry part is very important. Uh, put we'll, a pin in that. Will do. Okay. Now, Johan and the crew spent a month exploring the lower peaks, getting acclimated to the low oxygen levels, and searching through volcanic rock for any sign of human disturbance, specifically those made by the Inca. Ah, cool. Yes. Now, the Inca, whose empire, by the way, covered a huge swath of South America, from Colombia down to central Chile. It was 2,500 miles long. Wow, that's... 2,500 miles. I know that's big. <laughs> that's, I've that driven big. a car, so I, I am aware of this spatial yes. distance. It's just a smidge less than the length of the United States. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah. What an empire. Yeah. What an empire. Well done. Well done. Uh, and as that month passed, Johan's crew was empty-handed. Yeah. They found okay. nothing. Uh, they realized if they were going to find anything, they were going to have to climb higher. It's incredible. Yeah. And as such, the last days of their travels were pretty fucking brutal. Uh, according to the Washington Post, quote, the Discovery team braved three days of driving snow and 70 mile per hour winds at the world's highest archaeological site. You know, End quote. you know, sometimes I think I like my job, but then I hear about <laughs> these people who drive to not drive. They went to this place yeah. that's really fucking rough. So rough. For their jobs. Because yeah. they love their jobs. So much. They much. love digging <laughs> stuff up so much and traveling to weird places. I can barely travel from the bedroom to the room where the computer is. <laughs> um, People can barely go to the office anymore. I, I, I'm not going to the office. No. I can't, I can't go to the office to save my life. I can barely go to the bathroom. Oh, and I'm babe. young. I, it's, oh, I'm yeah. trying to say I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but these people are not. 70 mile, mile per hour winds. Jesus. Jesus. I can't. I can't. A, Up, yeah. Uphill. Literally. No. <laughs> no. Just pass. So, Dr. Marissa, please tell us. Did it pay off? What did they see? Oh, my God. I would love mm. to talk about it. And I also really hope it paid off. Okay. <laughs> From... From Kathy Sawyer of the Washington Post, quote, After a fruitless week at the summit, Reinhardt said, I was about to give up, but they kept following the trail of, in quotes, fill dirt that indicated human activity. Finally, they spotted a small figure of a llama carved from a rare type of seashell. It was there. It was their, okay, I got this, got it. I got this. That was their first clue to the burial site located on a promontory of rock. Hmm. End quote. Two yes. questions. Okay. One question. <laughs> yes. What is promontory? Mm -hmm. Is this a phrase that everyone knows? No, absolutely not. Okay. I did not know it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, what's your second question though? That was the only one. Okay. Okay. One, what's promontory? Two, what's, what's promontory? promontory? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, first, my friends, they found a burial site. Yeah. And that fucking promontory, what does that mean? I got you. Don't worry. It's a point of high land that juts out over a large, large body of water. That's it's just, you're up, you're, you're looking off a cliff. Kind of like a natural diving board. There you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> A very fancy diving a board. A very fancy diving board. Very fancy like and it. dangerous. Yes. And dangerous, so, yes. So this place has spectacular views and turned out to be really important, to say the least. Amazing. It's a very specific spot where the team found, quote, a burial platform 
which lay under five feet of rock and earth. Oh, my God. At one point, we had to lower one of our workers into the pit by his ankles so he could pull out the mummy with his hands. Oh, my God. End quote. Reinhardt said to the Washington Post. I'm just so impressed. (laughs) I am so impressed. Her hands are in her face, yeah. I've never had anyone hold me by my ankles so I could reach a mummy? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. They did this at work. At work. Were they getting paid for this? Oh, God, I hope so. Oh, my God. (laughs) If they were doing this for funsies, bless them. (laughs) Funsies. It's amazing. Uh, Now, before we get into the not one, but three people found in this burial mound. Oh, my God. Dr. Marissa, would you like to see what it looked like before excavation? Yes, please. Okay, so this is the top of Mount Lulelaco. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. It looks dry. It looks very dry. <laughs> it, it looks like you should bring some lotion yes. to Lue Laco. Um, okay, so I see a dry mountaintop with little patches of white snow. And then the main focal point of this yeah. is the kind of, it's like a piles of little, of not little rocks, but kind of big fist-sized rocks that create these sort of... Um, circular mounds that Mm -hmm. look kind of like little wells yeah and there's two of them right next to each other and i'm guessing yeah those are where the mummies are that is where the mummies are that is where the guy had to be lowered in head first oh god oh my god (laughs) you really gotta trust your co-workers with that one (laughs) (sighs) so yes my friends in those chamber-like structures were the frozen remains of two girls and a boy. Oh my God. And I thought, Dr. Marissa, we could uh, read from the wonderful Washington Post article called Mummies of Inca Children Unearthed uh, to get more of a thorough visual of what's going on here. Nothing would make okay, me take happier. Take it away. All right, let's do it. Quote, the 500-year-old children appear to be the best preserved Inca mummies ever found and are in better condition than most, if not all, mummies from any period, according to Johan Reihard. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's right. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Uh, the children were clothed, and the site, found on March 16, 1999, harbored an unusually rich collection of undisturbed Incan treasures laid out presumably to appease the mountain gods. The trove included about three dozen gold, silver, and shell statues, half of them clothed, and as well as bundles of ornate textiles, moccasins, and pottery, some still containing food. What? Yeah. Okay, we got to unpack this. <laughs> All right, continuing the quote, Craig Morris, Dean of Science at the American Museum of Natural History in New York, said he has been in touch with Reinhardt and, based on his initial descriptions, exclaimed... I suspect the discovery is absolutely spectacular. It's extremely important. And quote, holy shit, yeah. they found a lot of stuff and people. Yeah. And food. And food. I'm so curious about that. <laughs> Will we be talking about the food? I no. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry about the food it's part it's okay i'm gonna give there this three children you know was, i know yeah. that's kind of the main focus do you like how they're like we found these dead people and all these treasures and it. i'm like was it beans and rice was it like some chicken that's i don't right. know like, actually i totally get that <laughs> i really, really want to know i'm kind of angry i didn't look into it no it's okay it's okay. never too late mm-hmm. let's just assume it was awesome yeah. uh, <laughs> 
Probably was. Probably. I'm really uh, curious. Yeah. So, my friends, it would turn out that this discovery back in 1999 would still be making headlines and filling in the gaps of human history to this day. But before we get into all that, again, let's get an even better visual of how well these children were preserved. Yes. Okay, Dr. Marissa, I have a blurry-ass photo here of Johan kneeling next to two of them, but their clothes are so vibrant, it doesn't really matter that it's not completely in focus. Um, so what do you see here in this photo? And of course, all photos we talk about today will be on our social media stuff, so please come on by and uh, take a look at this uh, kids. Oh my God. Yep. Yes, join me. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, so yes, it's a blurry photo, but it's it's that doesn't make it any less kind of crazy. Um, it's, it's Johan, our friend, kind of kneeling on the ground with the most gorgeous mountains behind him yeah, of the really Andes. Pretty. It's so pretty. Um, and right next to him are these, like, they don't really look so much like, they kind of look like little balls. Like, um, like if, mm-hmm. if kids were like kind of sitting almost in fetal with like their knees tucked up into yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. And and it looks it's I can't really see their faces, but I can see they're wearing these sort of gorgeous like red and black um sort of outfits, like blankety outfits. And mm-hmm. and you could tell there are heads, but I can't really see faces. Yeah. And I can see some sort of ornate little items uh right in front of them, maybe like little shoes. Um yeah, uh, this is incredible. Yeah, um, it's, it's a very powerful image. It's very powerful, yeah. and it's making it's very like, yeah, I'm very yeah. taken aback. Yeah, yeah. So just by judging by their size, I think you can tell that they were really young. Yeah. Uh, but I know what you're thinking: Who were they? What happened? And when? Yes. And uh, well, back in 1999, researchers could do some basic sleuthing. Mm. Um, It was most likely, this was a religious ritual, which took place around the year 1500. And the largest and oldest person was a girl between the ages of 13 and 15. And she was dubbed the, uh, by researchers, La Dancella. La Dancella. Ooh. Now she wore a dress and her hair was elaborately braided. Uh, On her head was a was on her head was a feather adorned headdress, which retained its original white color. Oh my God. She was sitting cross-legged, and honestly, you can see every single feature of her face. I This yeah. is the part I was waiting for, yeah. because I know you said they were well-preserved, yeah. so I'm, like, so curious about that aspect yes. of it. Yeah. Um, I do have a photo. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the photo says it all, so please come on by and take a look at La Doncella. Oh, my this God. This is her. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, yeah. it, it looks like a live person. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. It, it's haunting this is wild so it it looks like a little girl um cross-legged so like crisscross applesauce uh, <laughs> and uh, she's kind of leaned against like as if you were against a wall kind of curled in on yourself a little bit and it looks like a little girl and her skin looks totally normal and her eyes are closed and she's wearing this sort of um like tan colored uh mm-hmm. dress and maybe i think it's made out of some sort of animal skin like it looks like suede or something um and then she's got this gorgeous like sort of silver and red belt and um she's wearing a little cape out of made out of some sort of cloth and then the braids in her yeah. hair yeah 
meticulous are very specific it's not like a maybe like a classic cornrow you'd see it's these teeny tiny braids that just come straight from the scalp they're not like french braided back on our head they're just straight down yeah and there's so many of them it almost looks like it's just her hair yeah her entire her entire scalp has been braided elaborately something like that must have taken Hours, yeah. hours. So, so much thought was put into this. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed and like haunted. Yeah, yeah. It does look like she just fell asleep. Yeah. It's oh my it's god, wild. Uh, yeah, this region is so dry and cold that skin, organs, and hair all survived. Put wow. a pin in that. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, that's gonna be important at the second half of the show. Uh, and as you can tell from this photo. Uh, if any member of the flock took a peek, it looks like she passed away in her sleep, yeah. and as did the others, so put a pin in that, too. Interesting. Um, her position and pristine conditions suggest, uh, quote, La Doncella was an acel... A- I can't say it. A-C-L-L-A. Asla? Asla. A-C-L-L-A. Well, it's tra- it translates into sun virgin. Uh, she was... Uh, and these people are chosen and sanctified at around the age of 10 wow. to live with other girls and women who would become royal wives, priestesses, and sacrifices. Their sacrifice in the Inca society was intended to ensure health, rich harvests, and favorable weather, end quote, it's from the wiki. so wild. It's just so interesting to think about, like, something that seems so scary to us was obviously so important yeah. in their culture. Yeah, this was years in the making years yeah. oh yeah. my god so like yeah. i wonder if she felt like a a big like if this was like a privileged position yeah. like god it's, i'm so lucky to be this person it's possible or or maybe she was yeah. fucking scared yeah shitless yeah. who knows that these are great questions and uh there are theories in the second half of the show as oh to, really yeah, as to oh. How, how they may have been feeling and uh what was done about that feeling oh <laughs> yes. my god yeah uh, well, let's move on uh, to the boy. Uh, they dubbed him El, El Nino. Ah, I've heard that word before. El Nino. Uh, now, his body faced much different treatment. Oh. Um, he was about seven years old and had been tightly wrapped in a red and brown blanket, so much so, so tight that his ribs and pelvis were dislocated. Oh, my God. Yeah. And his hair showed signs of nits or little parasites. So He didn't get the, he didn't get the, the treatment. nice treatment that yeah. she did. Okay. Exactly. Uh, he was found lying in a fetal position, wearing a gray tunic, wow. a silver bracelet, and leather shoes, and surrounded by small objects, some of them uh, sculptures of finely dressed men herding caravans of llamas. Wow. Yeah. This is so specific. Very, very specific. <gasps> uh, even more specific, uh, a wool rope was wrapped around his head, and wow. it turns out these ropes were actually slings, and they were used by men during a specific ritual used to used to propel stones into lagoons. And that happened at the end of the dry season to ensure the coming rainy season. So all of this might have explained what? his presence and why he was... Sacrificed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. And finally, La Nina del Rio. Oh. Uh, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what was so extraordinary about La Nina. Nothing would okay. make me happier from right here. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yep. Please tell us the first of the new discoveries made thanks to technological advancements such as photogametry and 3D modeling 
both of which were used, so no invasive procedures were needed. Excellent. Um, from Tom Hell of iflscience.com, quote, the six-year-old girl displayed clear damage from a lightning strike on her face and shoulder that occurred after her death. Oh, my God. She also had a skull that was intentionally elongated through head binding, a tradition that can be found across the world to denote a person's place in the social hierarchy. The girl's teeth show visible changes in the enamel structure, suggesting she experienced a prolonged period of hunger at some point in her life. Alternatively, it could hint that a child experienced extreme stress as a toddler. Quote, I was I suppose it was then that the girl was taken away from her parents and brought to Cusco, the capital of the Inca Empire, where the girl was being prepared uh, for three years to be sacrificed at the top of the volcano, added Dagmara Soka, a bioarchaeologist from the Center of Andean Studies at the University of Warsaw. End quote. Okay. Oh, my yeah, God. I know. Let's, let's, That's a lot let's in this one. Quickly... Yeah, summarize. Okay, um, lightning strike yeah. damage. Lightning struck uh, her on, yeah. the, on the face. Yeah. Um, okay, her skull was elongated mm -hmm. intentionally. Mm -hmm. uh, her teeth uh, showed visible changes. Yeah. Because she might have been hungry at mm -hmm. some point. Um, oh my God. And, and this was a preparation that took three years. Yeah. This yeah. is insane. Yeah. Wow. I know, yes. Wow. So her teeth suggest she was removed from one area of the empire and prepped for this ritual for years. Oh At least three. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm trying to wrap my head around yeah. this. I realize yeah. it was like a thing. It was a thing. But it's Very a important. scary thing to me. It's, wow. Yeah. You know. Let's, uh, let's talk about that lightning for a moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> How did that happen? Turns out that's not a coincidence. Uh, oh the, top, yeah, the top of Lulelaco is basically a lightning rod, and lightning was a big fucking deal. Quote, the high peaks of the Andes were sacred to the Inca and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, let me... <laughs> The high peaks of the Andes were sacred to the Inca and closely associated with their deities. The use of children's sacrifices in this context, Dagmara said, suggests that the lightning and the children were being used as an intermediary between the gods and people of Earth. Oh my god. The Incas considered the children pure and untouched. Their status was supposed to facilitate persuading the gods to make specific decisions, she added. If a bolt struck, the gods were pleased with the sacrifice. Additionally, a person struck by lightning received great honor. A god expressed interest in that person. End quote. Oh, from IFL Science. Oh my god. They're using kids to talk to God. Yeah. Holy yeah. mama. They were like a, yeah, a intermediary. Intermediary. Mm -hmm. Well, this one, yeah. Heard a voice. <laughs> yes. Uh, further analysis of the soil around the bodies found it to be crystallized, suggesting... Suggesting, yes, indeed, she was struck then and there. Wow. So, my friends, for all intensive purposes, this sacrifice in the 1500s was essentially a success. I know. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. She it's cra am I allowed to say this is wild? <laughs> this is wild. Wild. Yeah. We're saying crazy and wild in a way that's not 
you know, you know, like I want to honor yeah, and yeah. respect their traditions, but just as a, as a person today, so, yeah. wow, it's hard yeah. to not say like, oh, I'm being wow. struck by lightning on purpose. That <laughs> sounds rough. Yeah, um, and for at the time. You know, five stars, A plus sacrifice. A plus. They really, really did it. Well done. They found, if, of all the sacrifices to find, yeah. I think they found a really solid one. Solid one. So, uh, I know what else you're thinking. How in the holy hell do you get three kids up a 22,000 foot tall mountain and have them fall asleep? Oh, I didn't even think about that part. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. After the break. Ah! A shit ton of drugs. Of course. And a shit ton of drugs for weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. Stay tuned. Please do. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. We're the All Creatures Podcast. Each week, Angie and I explore and share amazing details about the many animals we share our world with. Plus, Chris and I are both... PhD scientists and educators. So we do the deep dives in the scientific research and then come back and share what we learn in a fun and casual way. We also speak with other scientists, animal experts, activists, and many other conservation enthusiasts from all over the planet. So you can find the All Creatures podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms, so when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones... <laughs> You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, we've all had a bender or three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe even this week. No time like the present. <laughs> That's right. And for the kids who are chosen and elevated to the honor of Capacocha oh. or, or child sacrifice, oh. their bender went on for about a year before their fateful day. I mean, that's a really long bender. That is a I'm, long... I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's, that's... I tip my hat. Yeah. Uh, and we know this first thanks to their preservation due to the weather and atmospheric conditions of the Atacama Desert, and two thanks to researchers who have some really cool technology that can boogie on down to a molecular level without any invasive procedures. Oh my God, that's so cool. It's so cool. That's so, I want them to test me now. <laughs> can you find all the cocaine I did 12 years ago? Probably. Really? <laughs> oh no! Might be, might be in your teeth. <laughs> oh no! 
that also amazing. That's so cool. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into this. Uh, in the study, ritual drug use during Inca human sacrifices on Amapo Mountain, Peru, a toxicological analysis was Nailed performed. It. Nailed it. Nailed it. Just wanted to savor that for a yes. minute. Uh, that test was performed. I'm not saying it again. That test was <laughs> That analysis was performed, including uh, minute hair and nail samples, uh, and the results found, drum roll please, coca alkaloids and metabolites of cocaine, mescaline, tryptamine, harmaline, and harmine were super present in the youngest two. So I've done a couple drugs in my time, (laughs) Um, but they they did more. Yeah. They did a lot. Metabolites. Cocaine and mescaline. Yeah, and tryptamine. I don't even know what tryptamine is. <laughs> is that the thing that you get from turkeys? <laughs> a little bit. Is it really? Well, I think, I think, is yeah. Is it the thing that makes you tired? I looked into harmaline, uh, harmaline and harmine. Um, well, let's get, let's get into okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So now, being that hair and nails revealed all this, this means that those drugs were taken weeks before death. Oh my God. And you're probably wondering what the fuck Harmaline and Harmine are. Yes, yes, uh, I am. Luckily, we have a doctor in the room, Dr. Marissa. Please take it away. I would absolutely <laughs> love to love talking about drugs. Okay, as reported by Benjamin Taub of IFL Science, quote, the researchers also found traces of the alkaloids Harmine and Harmaline in both children. Speculating on the source of these chemicals, the authors explain that, quote, the only possible source of harmine and harmaline in the Andean region is Banisteropsis copy, referring to the jungle vine from which the psychedelic brew ayahuasca is made, end quote. So it's kind of like in the family of ayahuasca. Yes, exactly. So it's just more hallucinogenic shit. That's right. On top of mescaline and, and cocaine. cocaine. That's right. And there was another one. The uh, trypto- tryptophine. Yeah, tryptamine. Tryptamine. Trypta- yeah, tryptamine. You guys. Yeah. These kids. Yeah, that's right. These poor babies. <laughs> they saw too much. They saw a lot. Uh, yeah, that's right. These six to seven-year-olds were high on cocaine and ayahuasca. Probably for at least a month, and I say good for them. Oh, good for uh, them. I don't know. Wow. Now, if this seems like a crazy-ass combo, it does. the researchers noted, quote, in modern medicine, the properties of harmine led to the use of ayahuasca in the treatment of depression. Oh. The Incas may have consciously used the antidepressant properties of Banisteriopsis copy to reduce the anxiety and depressive states of the victims. Yeah. End quote. Yeah, that's, I mean... If that's their Lexapro, there you go. That's fine. Exactly. It's tough for kids, though. <laughs> six that's years old. It's tough. I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know any six year olds on Lexapro. I don't know any six year olds. So yeah. I can't really speak to how they're feeling these days. But well, probably shitty. <laughs> If, if I, you know, if I know I was going to be sacrificed, it's really hard to not... Just give them the drugs. Just give them take, the drugs. Take them all. Take them all. There you go. Yeah. Do all the things. Enjoy. So, what about the eldest girl? The 13-year-old, possibly 15 years old. Yeah, uh, did uh, she get cocaine? That's a yes. Uh, and more. Uh, Timothy Taylor of the <laughs> University of Bradford, UK, used mass, mass spectrometry, spectrometry... Spectrometry. Spectrometry to analyze her hair and performed various CT scans of her mouth and skull. Okay. okay. According to his study published back in Ye Old 2013. In wow. The, <laughs> yeah, 
uh, in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Well, this girl basically said, hold my beer. Oh. Literally. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. The researchers looked for byproducts of the metabolized coca and alcohol, like, looked for byproducts of metabolized coca and alcohol. Okay. And, quote, the eldest took much more of both substances than the younger children. Oh, my God. Yeah. The levels of metabolites in her hair, for instance, increased about a year before her death and then shot up to very high levels about a month and a half before she died. Her hair recorded the highest level of coca ever found in an Andean archaeological remains, said uh, John Verano, a biological anthropologist at Tulane University in New Orleans, end quote. And that was from nature.com. So, so she was flying high. Yeah, she was on a lot of coca leaves, beer, alcohol. That's so scary. Uh, I, I, I didn't start like doing drugs and stuff until I was like 17. And even at that age, like as cool as I tried to look, I was like, I'm not old, uh, old enough for this. (laughs) I'm not old enough for this. I don't think anyone is, but it's like, it's wild. I can't imagine how that would have felt. I totally get it though. But maybe it was totally normal. And also maybe like their versions of it were less strong. But something tells me they weren't. Something tells me they were very just strong. Mainline it. Just keep it going. God, um, so oh my totally God. fine. Yeah. So the highest levels of coca ever found in any archaeological remains uh, were in this girl. Uh, sorry I screwed up the quote in the beginning. Oh, <laughs> so, fine. Anyway. Okay. So not only did her hair reveal this... Mm. Uh, also, her CT scans. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I have a scan right here, and I uh, would love you for you just to take a gander. Tell me what you see Okay. Uh, in this CT scan. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, this is a very... <laughs> I never thought I'd say this. This is a scary CT scan. Um, first of all, the it's a, it's a skull. If you're looking... Skull is looking straight at you. That's kind of what I'm seeing. It's green. I don't know if that means anything. Um, and I would say the top half of the skull in a diagonal is missing. Um, So kind of like if you were to draw a diagonal point across your forehead Mm. and then everything beyond that is gone. Um, And then in the mouth area, there's this, uh, towards the right side, there's this big green blotch. I don't know Mm -hmm. what that is. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle, there's this big orange blotch. There you go. And the nose looks a little wonky. I'm not going to lie. It looks a little warped. she was a gorgeous girl, but I, but the skull looks like something happened there. Uh, so why it's cut off, I don't know exactly, but I could explain those two blobs. Yes, please, <laughs> please do. Okay, so those two massive blobs are the chemical signatures left behind from metabolized coca leaves. Oh my God. So she was chewing them up to the very end. Oh my God, girl. Yeah. yeah. So well. now, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. To end yeah. to end a show with drugged out kids dying of exposure on a mountaintop. Yeah. It's kind of a kind of a bummer. So I searched the internet far and wide for an equal but opposite event for a laugh. Amazing. I, I can't just leave us leave us on, on the mountain. a mountaintop. Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't do that. So behold, Dr. Marissa, please do the honor 
of reading the headline and byline of this April 2022 HuffPo article. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> All right. The <laughs> title is Woman Rescued After Falling in Outhouse Toilet Trying to Get Phone. Uh, if that's not relatable, I don't know what is. Um, and then the byline is the woman used dog leashes to tie herself off as she reached for the phone, but she fell into the toilet head first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm still relating to yeah. this. I still, <laughs> you still, you still get it. I still get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get this person. Okay. Dr. Marissa, would you like to join me and read this short but poetic news report? Yes. Okay. I'm going to start us off. Uh, quote, Quilcene Washington. A woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse in a national forest and fell in while trying to retrieve it had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington State. So embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brennan Fire Department Chief Tim Manley said the woman who was at the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest northwest of Seattle had been using her phone when it fell into the toilet on a Tuesday, the Kitsap Sun reported. Manley said she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try and get the phone. She eventually used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for it. That effort failed and she fell into the toilet head first. Oh my God. They didn't work very well, and she went in, Manley said. (laughs) The woman was alone and tried to get out for 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, my God. She was finally reunited with her phone and then called 911. That is the funniest thing. Continuing the quote, the Brennan Fire Department said the woman was uninjured. She was washed down (laughs) and was strongly encouraged to seek medical uh, attention after being exposed to human waste. But she only wanted to leave. <laughs> the department said, I've been doing this for 40 years, and that was a first, Manly said, end quote. I get it. I can't tell you how many times uh. I've fallen or gotten a stain on my pants or thrown up somewhere in public, and everyone's like, can we help you? Can we take a friend? And I'm like, No. Everyone did leave me alone. I'm fine. I'm just going to go home. Uh, Everyone leave me alone. She was hosed down. She just left. She just left. I get it. I forgot her name, Uh, but girl, I get it. I get it. I would have done the same. I love that she found her phone and called 911. That is the greatest thing. (laughs) That is the greatest thing. She had to be rescued. I'm glad it still worked. Yeah, she's lucky. I have dropped... A phone in a toilet and it did not work you know <laughs> and I was like I was like meeting up with someone afterwards yeah. and I was like I don't know where to go I don't know how to tell them I gotta say that's like a cruel fucking irony that your phone works in that horribly embarrassing situation where you drop it in an outhouse I would have wanted to die <laughs> yes! I think I think that's death, when it works that's I think death would have sounded a little bit better I'd be like you know what? I'll just dig myself out and, and if I die along the way that's fine yeah but yeah if your phone works you have no choice but to save yourself yeah. you gotta work you gotta do it now and and you're just <laughs> oh my god so that's the only way I could have ended this episode do you think she did it yeah. say her name did no. it identify her no. do you think she never told anyone do you think she went home and didn't tell anyone? <laughs> I, I do you think she has this as like her deep dark secret? 
And she, she. If, if this was you, please DM us. <laughs> DM us. We will not judge you. We no. Will we want to love you. We love you so much. Yeah. We, we love will you. listen. We totally understand. And, you know. Your secret is safe with us. Unless you're comfortable with coming on the show and talking about your experience. Yes. Then please do. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for listening, <laughs> rating, subscribing, telling your friends. Have you ever gotten stuck headfirst somewhere? <laughs> Tell or us. Or butt first. Or, oh, or yeah. have you lost your phone in a very interesting place? Yes. Tell us about it. Please tell us. Uh, and let us know if we could share that too, because you're not alone. Yeah. Just like this lady. She, you know, she's not alone. She, no. She's not. She's Even not. though she was the first person ever rescued here. So that's great. That's, what a hero. Oh, man. Uh, and please, stay interesting. Please do.